नमस्कार एवरीबडी अग्रिम गुप्ता दिस साइड हेलो एवरीवन एंड आई एम त्रिशा पुदार वी वेलकम यू ऑल टू आवर वन स्टॉप बिजनेस पॉडकास्ट कॉन्क्रिंग द कॉर्पोरेट वी प्रेजेंट टू यू आवर फर्स्ट स्पीकर मिसेस शालिनी सहाय एग्जीक्यूटिव डायरेक्टर एट एन ऑर्गेनाइजेशन दैट प्रोवाइड्स कस्टमाइज्ड एचआर सॉल्यूशंस टू ओवर 18000 एसएमबीज फ्रॉम मेन स्ट्रीट टू वॉल स्ट्रीट वी हैव इनवाइटेड हर टुडे टू एंगेज विद अस ऑन द टॉपिक ऑफ हाउ ह्यूमन रिसोर्सेज हैज बीन अफेक्टेड ड्यू टू कोविड-19 a segment that has probably been hit the hardest in the wake of the pandemic. Hi Shalini, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little more about yourself? Sure. Hi both of you and hi all your audience. It's such a pleasure to be talking to you. It's great to see young entrepreneurs like you all taking such interest in the corporate world and arming yourself so early on in life. Um uh, I have a master's degree in business. as well as an organizational behavior i've been working in the hr field for almost 25 plus years mainly i've spent this time in the semiconductor industry in the us and in the last few years i decided to use my experience uh, of over two decades in uh, you know helping the small and medium sized business which is the lifeblood of us economy so yes absolutely this is such an important topic that you guys are bringing up in the past one and a half years we have really seen the corporate world and you know as an hr professional all the things that we do strangely impacted by the covid and there is no precedence in the industry today for what we are experiencing so it's absolutely like a frontier uh, territory for us We are really grateful to have you on our podcast, and we can't wait to gain a lot from your expertise. So, my first question to you is: What are the benefits as well as drawbacks of remote hiring, and how has the recruitment process been affected due to COVID? I would first of all say that you know, though last year initially with the COVID hitting us, the economy had really gone down, and especially the small businesses had had to shut down the doors. But now, after almost a whole year of this experience, the businesses are bouncing back, and they're finding new ways of doing business—the same businesses that they used to do earlier. But just the whole business model has changed. so the demand for talent is very much there and we as hr professionals who have to do the job of finding the right talent at the right time for the right job have had to change the way we think about employment and the way we think about finding talent so in many ways i would say it has leveled the playing field earlier people who were living in smaller towns and villages and you know in the remote areas did not have access to the kind of companies or jobs that you know people living in the metropolitan cities had but now we found that working remote can be as effective as people working in the office so we don't need those fancy infrastructures that you know we built over the decades so it is easy to go and hire talent which is more geographically spread out than before so in many ways the talent pool has multiplied you know multiple x for us earlier if you are living like i live currently in the bay area in california which is seen as the hub for talent especially for the high tech talent but it also means that the competition is very high 
and the war for talent between, you know, very big names like the Facebooks and Amazons and Googles, we as smaller companies could never compete for the top talent because of the presence of these companies. But now, because we can go out and hire from, uh, you know, places, Georgia and Wisconsin and any anywhere pretty much in the U.S. And people who have the preference, the new generation, the more creative, the more demanding generation, they don't want to live life like we did a generation before. They want to be able to live on their own terms and they want to be able to do things their own way. And for them, it's a lot easier doing it in different places than, you know, sort of flocking to the big cities. So we are able to meet their needs and their demands of living on their own terms wherever they want as, and still be a part of our organization and contribute and drive innovation because of the remote work. So I see it actually as a hugely positive trend and something that will revolutionize the talent that is available to the companies today. Wow, that was really insightful. I would also like to take up this opportunity to ask you that considering working from home can be an isolating experience. How can employees keep themselves motivated as well as productive considering their engagement with colleagues at a personal level has come to a halt? Yes, that is, you know, a very different way of working than what we've done in the past. And it requires us to sort of adopt a mindset of, you know, the glass is not half empty, but it is half full. Working remotely means that you don't have to sit in traffic, you don't have long commutes, you're not contributing to the pollution. So you need to kind of look at the positive side of it and understand it for yourself. What does that mean? That gives you extra time to focus on your health. Now, maybe you do have the time to go for that jog in the morning, which you never did because you were sitting in traffic. Now, you may have the time to do meditation and yoga before you start work because you don't have to worry about, you know, getting ready and putting your makeup on and all the other things that takes your time. Now you have the time to eat more healthy because you're at home, you have access to your kitchen. You're not, you don't have to eat out in the middle of the day and eat greasy, oily food. So there are a lot of things that are benefits that are coming from here, which one has to really think and internalize and not pine after things that we can't do. At the same time, it is we are social beings and we like the interaction and we like so many companies here that what we are trying to do is we are trying to build opportunities for employees to interact still uh, in an informal way, not in the formal setting of, you know, where there are meetings. But these are meeting opportunities that are being created, happy hours, coffee chats and things like that, where you're conversing remotely, but on a specific topic and you are getting an opportunity to Put forth your views, to have discussions, to ask questions, to relate to other people. We are encouraging people, especially the managers, to be more tolerant and sensitive to, uh, you know, home environments of people. So what if someone's child wants their parents' attention and wants to come and sit in their lap while they're on a meeting? 
or someone has a pet parrot who wants to sit on their head or a dog who wants to come and you know needs affection from their owner so we've become so much more tolerant of interruptions or incorporating these kind a lawn mower going off the sound of traffic in someone's house the more you're able to take it into stride and let people be the way they are but instead of just focusing on work even if you have what one of the things that we've done in my workplace is what used to be one hour meetings we made them into 45 minute meetings and the 15 minutes that is left over which can be at the beginning of the meeting or at the end of the meeting we use for social interactions every everybody asks each other how they're doing what is happening if there's something significant that is happening in your personal life that you want to share people have become a little bit more mindful of watching people's uh, expressions so even though we are working remote we still use a lot of our video cameras we look at people if somebody looks like you know they are upset about something they're sad we are no longer shy from asking that person is everything okay we are moving away from that style of that okay a workplace a professional place nothing from your personal life should be invade invading that so the boundaries are blurring and we we do know we spend 8 to 10 hours of each day at our work so that's the place where you also get your social gratification so there is no harm in accepting that there will be friendships there will be you know an opportunity to discuss you know be proud of what your child has achieved or even if you know your dog has learned a new trick we do learn about these things so i think those are ways that people or companies can be more tolerant and provide for the social needs of their employees wow thank you for that very insightful answer on that note i have always wondered how companies can show employee appreciation and keep employees motivated by showing their gratitude what are some tips you'd like to give them so one of the ways that i would suggest companies to engage their employees and also motivate them is to identify topics that is important to their own population so i'll give you an example of the areas where we operate we have a lot of african american employees last year in the us there were a lot of race based riots where you might have heard of terms like black lives matter Re- more recently we've had things like you know hate crimes against asians the immigrants population here so you got to understand what is happening around your employees and what would be important to the population that is your employee base and create opportunities for them either to learn more or to interact or to voice their feelings and opinions so bring more of their authentic self this is something new that we are trying out where we are not confining that oh you're here for work do your work be professional do not bring any emotions but instead we are saying bring your authentic self be who you are and learn to accept each others opinions voices diversity be more inclusive and what does that mean to us so many companies are opening dialogues where they are asking what does it mean to be inclusive it can range anywhere for i treat everybody the same i don't care whether they are black white blue yellow whatever the color of their skin is whatever their nationality is 
while there are others who actively want i don't understand what does it feel like to be uh, an asian here in the us how isolating it can be learning each other's story we've done a lot of work to get people to share their stories and use the company intranet to exchange information to give people opportunities how they can remotely do volunteer work how can they help other people how can they be more productive members of the community in which they live so creating opportunities outside work to become you know good corporate citizens how can we help the elderly in our community to combat that uh, uh, isolation so there have been programs where it becomes once a week you're calling up a person who lives in an old age home has no more family left and you're just having a conversation with them talk you know talking about what's happening around them it's the news the movies the thing so you're not even physically having to go anywhere you can help anybody out like that if you're feeling lonely and somebody gives you a call and is genuinely interested in talking to you it goes a long way as a human being to feel connectedness so there are just so many different ways that we can create to engage our employees where they feel like they the we care as a company about them and we're giving them an opportunity to better themselves and to connect with the environment around them that i feel is very important totally are uh, some super unique ways to keep employees motivated i would also like to take this opportunity to ask you that since perks like free lunches and commuting benefits became redundant when physical offices shut what are some non wage benefits employers could offer or are offering to their employees one of the interesting things like you talk about benefits like free lunches I think in many ways many of the corporations are continuing that uh, but instead of us catering food or having our own cafeteria providing food now we are offering a certain amount of money for uber eats or you know similar kind of services which the employee can use on certain days of the uh, you know and order food not only from themselves but for the family keeping in mind when you're working from home you're not just yourself there are other people in your household so up to you know four people in every household their food once a week corporations are providing there are also surprise ways of you know they create these care boxes which will have items of you know uh, which have branding of the company but which are very useful for the employee could be a bluetooth speaker with a t-shirt with an activity book with some you know videos and things like that that are sent on regular basis to employees we've had employees who've experienced death and you know other kind of tragedies in their house how do we reach out to them you know providing them with uh, you know opportunities for bereavement counsel for you know sending flowers out to people who achieve milestones in their life whether it is an anniversary of their joining the company or their children graduating or someone's you know uh, child getting married so keeping we have to be a little bit more engaged to know what is happening in our colleagues lives and as a company reaching out to them in those more meaningful moments to know that we are also then we appreciate what is happening with them many of the other uh, thing is 
in the past, we've not really focused very much on mental health. But now we need to because we do understand mental health and isolation is a real issue. Their uh, companies are providing opportunities for group, you know, yoga, group meditation through the company. You log in and there's a certain time and there is somebody who's leading these sessions. So you as an employee can get free benefit regardless of whichever city or region you are residing in. So we are getting more creative also, you know, there used to be these team meetings when people would come from all over the world to the office and we would organize events and there would be, you know, wine tasting and there would be all kinds of, you know, activities happening. Now you can find a lot of companies are sort of pivoting and providing opportunities for games and interactions online that we can do with our employees. You can play games virtually. You can do treasure hunts virtually. You can do, uh, you know, ship uh, packages to people which has all kinds of parts and you play a game, uh, a trivia game with the answers to these trivia questions. You get a clue and that will help you put those things together. And ultimately it may be a bike that emerges from there. It could be a robot. It could be a, you know, a vacuum cleaner that emerges from that, which you can use or donate to a local charity that would be suggested. So there are very creative ways that people are doing where people actually get engaged, even though they are doing it by themselves. We've also organized virtual work or bring your child to work days where your children get a view of what the parent actually does. What is the impact of their work? How do they impact the communities? So like, for example, the company that I work for, it's an HR services company, but we have a very deep impact on the small and medium businesses. If we did not do well, and especially in these times when, you know, the legal landscape, the labor laws are changing, the funding, all the aid that the government gives to these small companies is flowing through our company. So if we didn't do, they would fold, they would, uh, you know, um, shut down. So how do we explain to our kids that the work that your mother is doing or your father is doing is keeping that ice cream shop that you love to go to, the restaurant that you love, you know, afloat. If they were not there, these places would shut down and you wouldn't have access to the best ice cream in the world. So it's, you know, these kind of, we've done it through videos, we've done it through, you know, gift packages that we have sourced from our local communities and sent it out with a a sort of message from the local communities that how this company has helped me stay afloat. Thank you for that very insightful answer. I'm sure that our listeners can learn a lot from that. My last question to you is, how will technology automate and affect other HR processes such as training and onboarding? So, you know, absolutely, I think, Everything today has become more hinged on technology and especially our ability to onboard new employees, get them productive, train our people, develop them as they go through the different life cycle and and mature in their own careers. So using technologies, whether it is self-paced learning or more of uh, instructor-led training, we've been using technology quite effectively in that space since a long time. And now we are much more heavily relying on it. And what we find is 
it's easier to train a wide variety of people in various locations using technology at a much lesser cost and much lesser effort. So you can prepare for it, you can do the recordings, you can do things and disperse it and have it available at whatever time the employee wants to do this. Somebody has small children during the daytime, needs to take care of them. You know, they have class going on, a kindergartner needs their mother to be sitting with them. Only then they will be able to attend. So now you're not stuck that, oh, I have a training to attend. If I don't do that training, I can't do my job. Because they can take that same training at, you know, nine o'clock at night. So it makes it a lot more convenient. It's at our own time, at our own convenience, at a pace that we would like. If you get, uh, you know, you're going through a training and suddenly something comes up, you need to pause it. You can pause it. There's nobody getting offended. You're not missing out, you know, a chunk of the training and making it redundant for yourself. Uh, The cost of doing training this way is a lot cheaper. It's upfront effort, but the dividends continue for a very long time. And the investment as far as, you know, the time of the instructor and stuff is a lot less. We have been able to drive training in such a way that you can, you know, you're given instead of everybody coming into one space, training for, you know, two, three days and in between having some kind of test or interaction or thing, you are given two to three weeks to go through the material and then you have more of uh, an interactive session where you get to either role play or use the content or answer some questions or have uh, a subject matter expert available to get something more. So I, I feel personally the effectiveness and efficiency of training and onboarding kind of activities has become a lot more easier for the companies. We are able to every week onboard 40 to 60 employees with very minimal cost and investment in terms of our own time, just because we've automated it to such an extent and it becomes so much easier for our employees. And as you know, in US, our time zones differ. So earlier, there would be times when we as HR professionals either had to get up very early in the morning because the guy, uh, when it's there, eight o'clock, it's like five o'clock in the morning for me. But I had to get up at that time just to accommodate that. Or if they were working on my time, they would have to be staying on till nine o'clock at night to be listening to my training. Now, you know, both of us have the freedom to start at our own time and still get the same thing done. Thank you for all that valuable information. Sadly, this is all the time we have today. So we will have to end the podcast on this note. Thank you, ma'am, for taking the time to give us these really valuable insights into the world of HR and the impact that the pandemic has had on the sector. We would also like to thank our listeners for tuning in.